I'm, I'm, I'm loving life more than ever because I'm on purpose. I'm not, what I'm doing, I'm not, it's not about making money. I don't have to do this. Um, and so because I'm, I've found something that I would, that I'm, that I, that I'm passionate about and, um, and it's not connected to making money, it's connected to making a difference. I've just, that again, I think that's critical to dial up your energy, to have, to be on purpose. And I'll make sure that everyone in this country eats 10 servings of fruit and vegetables a day. You know, rather than giving a living wage or let's just make food free, plant food. <laughs> That's a great mission. I it's not rocket it. science, yeah. is it? You know, let's just air's free, water's free. Let's just make food free. So that means, you know, if you can't, you can't um, work, you can eat. So you've just taken away that whole, and, and not just eat, but eat quality food that's going to make you think clearer and um and so on so that's what i do and um and and it wouldn't take long for us to become the healthiest country on the on the planet that was michael mayall this is dug it the podcast Welcome to Dug It, your daily dose of vitamin D-O-U-N-G. And this is an extraordinary episode with an extraordinary man, Michael Mao, the founder of Cookie Time and Nutrient Rescue, his new business, which we kind of get stuck into today. I met Michael through a mutual friend, Cam Sims, who actually uh, features in his Nutrient Rescue uh, video. And... uh, and wow, this is a, a game-changing conversation for me. I, I mean, didn't know Michael, Michael from a bar of soap or a, or a green smoothie. But um, I had heard wonderful things. And as soon as he picked up the phone, the energy was just infectious. His, it was this kind of drug of synchronicity, he'd called it. And uh, with everything he was saying, I was kind of was just right on the, the tip of my tongue or on the top of my mind and uh, so today is the day that he's actually launching his new business Nutrient Rescue and he's got this uh, yeah this new business which the focus is to give people in New Zealand 10 plus fruit and veg a day like five's the minimum and he's he's not a minimum kind of guy he's like let's maximize health and happiness and all the things I'm into and this Nutrient Rescue it's an amazing product I was actually looking for something like this myself and I just happened to come across it in that process. There's a product in the States called Athletic Greens I was interested in. Some kind of like super green leaf powder that's just full of amazingness. And he's uh, pretty much gone out and created it. And he's got a red powder as well. And he gets stuck into what what's in them and how they're made. The kind of uh, all the organic goodness in them. And why the berries are so great. Why the greens are so great. Um, we all kind of know it anyway. So this is a... A little insight into that, but also the, the exciting stuff is his other ideas, the bigger purpose for it, um, converting dairy farms to hemp, medicinal marijuana, looking at sustainable housing, eco-villages, talking about meditation, traveling to India, bucket list goals, uh, <clears throat> to their splits, these crowd food uh, networking projects, um, minimalism, ayahuasca in Peru, just he's... He comes in all guns blazing, <laughs> like, and with such uh, enthusiasm for life and taking each day at a time. And I loved when I first uh, had a Skype call with him. The first thing I saw was this picture of him doing the splits on a coffin, 
and I thought this guy's going to be interesting. <laughs> this guy's going to be interesting, and the story behind that's great. His story and the story of what's possible in the future is um, so compelling. I know you're going to get so much out of this. Um, would love. It's going to be so inspiring for you and probably everyone you surround yourself with, particularly if you're the type of person that I am. It's um, really infectious energy. So if you can share it with other people, you never know what it might catalyze because we're all in this together. We're trying to make a, a positive change in it, each in our own ways. And um, and I think there's going to be so much wonderful opportunity to collaborate in the future. So share it with others. Check out Nutrient Rescue. Check out all the, the links on the site. I'm going to try and get the show notes up as quick as I can and this podcast up quickly so you can get stuck in and hopefully we'll have um, some great opportunities to sa- sample some of the nutrient greens and um, and hear some more of Michael's ideas uh, in the coming coming uh, weeks ahead. So stay tuned, check it out, think less, experience more, get more uh, the 10 plus into your diet and, um, and enjoy. Here is Michael Mayer. So I've got a well the the piece I loved I actually want to start here actually that I, on your Skype picture you've got you're doing the splits with the hands up on a coffin and oh, um, yeah. I thought that that might even be a, a more interesting place to start it because you mentioned that you did the splits a, on your fiftieth birthday and yeah and and what what was the story behind that and the coffin and the whole okay the, well the that that, a, that is a very interesting story and actually I was looking at yeah, it's, it's really a bit of a symbol of my craziness in many ways. So uh, what I did was on my 50th birthday, I did the split. I bought myself a coffin, um, a, a very sustainable, um, ecologically friendly coffin. Um, and I did this. I trained for three months with a ballerina coach. And I did the splits on my coffin on my 50th birthday on a jetty on, on Lake Hayes. In Queenstown, with my with four of my best friends there, and I did that because I had a big party for my 40th birthday, and I didn't really want to do that again. That was that once was enough for that, and um, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to do something different. And it just it just sort of the, the idea of the, the, how I ended up actually doing the splits on my coffin was just like it just sort of morphed out of the matrix. And I found myself, you know, doing that. How it actually happened is a, is a 10 minute story, but essentially um, it was a reminder that life's short. And then, and then I took that coffin and I turned it into a filing cabinet and I had it in my office as a filing cabinet and as a constant reminder that one day I'll be in it. And so better make the most of every moment. And, um, and it was in my office for about three months and, and, and then the Christchurch earthquake hit and then it got shifted to my garage in my home and then it got shifted to the garage at the home of Nutrient Rescue in Merivale, which was a house, and it sat in the garage there for a while and then the coffin um, ended up through another uh, round of the most amazing synchronicity. Um, it ended up on a van um, and the van was owned by an organic vegan chef, Cameron, and the van had organic mechanic on it. <laughs> and my coffin ended up on the roof of Cam's van doing a road trip around the South Island and being videoed as part of 
a video which we're actually releasing tomorrow, coincidentally. Um, so, and this video basically features my coffin on the roof of a um, of a van and two guys doing a road trip around the South Island, and um, and they they basically you, you know you see the van driving through beautiful New Zealand countryside, and um, all filmed with drones, and you know it's the better, faster, cheaper. You can now produce the most amazing quality videos mm. for for the, on the smell of an oily rag um, with 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 the with yeah. And so basically, it's, it's ended up going around New Zealand, um, and in between driving around New Zealand, the guys on the road trip do all sorts of amazing New Zealand-based adventure activities like bungee jumping, skydiving, horse riding, etc. And they filmed it all, put it to music. And we release it tomorrow as a sort of a, it's kind of like a lifestyle video for Nutrient Rescue. It's yeah. basically, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. So it's basically you watch this and it gives you the feeling of the brand. So it's, um, yeah, and, and it's about giving. There's not even an advertisement in it. Well, there is an advertisement in it because the movie's called NZ Shots. <laughs> and, um, and a couple of times during the movie, you see the two guys that are, that are taking my coffin around the South Island drinking what looks like little shots, which it is. It's plant nutrient shots rather than vodka shots. Um, and then at the very... And, and then uh, yeah, I won't tell you. I won't... I won't spoil, will I spoil it? I mean, no, we can, include, we can include it in the show notes and people can watch it uh, when it comes out tomorrow. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, basically, if I if I if I sort of tell if I tell any more about it, I'll spoil the surprise. Oh, that's a good reason for people to to go yeah, check so, it out themselves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a, but anyway, so the, the, my coffin's now in Auckland because um, it ended up on Cam's van going up there, and so at some stage, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But, but the coffin, <laughs> the coffin, that is. By the time I get buried in that coffin, I've got a feeling it's going to be the most famous coffin in the world. Uh, well, so I don't know whether that'll be the case or not. Who knows? I might be in it next week. Uh, I, might be in, I might be in it in a minute's time. There might be something bearing down on me right now, a meteorite or something. Uh, it's a great reminder. I love the memento more thing, and I've been thinking about what I could have in my life that's a reminder of that. Right. You know, hey, that, well, get a coffin. I tell you what, it's a good. Hey, it's, it's a, a good, good portable one. <laughs> a portable one. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, think, I was actually thinking of like a piece of jewellery or something, but maybe... Uh, oh, okay. Maybe, <laughs> something a little bit more. Yeah, more, more practical okay. perhaps, but um, oh, yes. I love the sentiment of it. Um, yeah. And you, you said with the splits too, the main yeah. thing you got out of that was just letting go in terms of Yes, relaxing. I mean, yeah. I thought look, that was a great point. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's right. I mean, Essentially, I got trained by someone to do them, and they stretched me as much as I did, as much as I stretched. And um, but yes, it was all about letting go. You don't, you don't stretch. You relax and let the muscles relax. Yeah. So it was, um, it was an amazing experience. Actually, uh, I certainly can't do the splits now. <laughs> Again. I don't know if many people have actually experienced it. I haven't. So that's uh, no. That's something you can add to the. The bucket, yeah. the bucket list. <laughs> Doing the splits was a bit like baking the world's biggest cookie. It was like, I'm glad I've done it. I'm glad it was successful, and I'm glad I don't have to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, and and so going to um, 
So for those people who don't know, you're the founder of Cookie Time as well. Yeah. And we, I was mentioning that I saw a photo of you baking when you're 21 years old, founding the yeah. Cookie Time. So what was the kind of lead up to that and then beyond that? Um, okay, well, I mean, look, look, first of all, just, to, you know, I've essentially gone from a from a 21-year-old ice cream addicted entrepreneur wanting to make a million wanting to make a million dollars by the time I was 30. That was what where Cookie Time was birthed out of. And by the way, Cookie Time was was a major success story. But there were um, two big failures, well, two small failures before small because I didn't have much money to lose, and um, and several other businesses before that but yeah cookie time was sort of a massive success in 1983 when I started at the age of 21 and um <clears throat> and I've gone on from from cookie time and 20 years later in 2003 I did one square meal <clears throat> or cookie time did one square meal I should say and um and and now nutrient rescue is all about it's a social enterprise and it's all about um, you know, a purpose before a purpose beyond profit, and so I've kind of I've 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 I've, I've come on my own food journey over those years. And um, but basically, I was always an entrepreneur. And Cookie Time, I decided when I was 18 years old that I wanted to start or own my own business, and found myself at the age of 21 with $10,000 in the bank and no job. <clears throat> and I thought, right, well, what am I going to do now? And I thought, well, I better start the business I said I was going to start when I was 18. And that led to me trying a couple of business ideas that failed. Um, one was keyring ice scrapers, which is which is where I took um, a plastic, a piece of plastic in the shape of a triangle that my grandmother had you had, had sold in the 50s as a pot scraper, and I had the mould for it. So I had these things made, and I put a split ring on it, made a box for it, and called it a keyring ice scraper. And I sold a box of them to every one of the service stations in Christchurch. And they sold, but, you know, this was never going to be a business that was sustainable in New Zealand. You could possibly make a million dollars from a business, from an idea like that in America. Mm. And the other business idea that failed before cookie time was Christchurch City Night Spot Tours, which was the idea of taking people around the, the, the drinking spots in Christchurch. This was just when drink driving laws were becoming, um, you know, it was becoming socially unacceptable to drink and drive. Mm. And um, and again, that idea didn't go anywhere at all. I, I got one tour away and it was the it was the travel agents um, that I was taking around to show them what the business was like. And um, we got into the Aranui Hotel and it was six. It was big enough for 200 people and there were six people there. And it was in that moment that I realized this business is not a, is not going to happen. And that was the, <laughs> and that was the last tour. So, you know, so you know what? I, the funny thing is, I've really, I've, 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 I've come up with some new thinking around business failures. I was at a, an amazing event three weeks ago called um, New Frontiers, and there were 120 social entrepreneurs from all around the world there. And one of the people was giving a talk about things, and they were talking about all these different aspects of business, and um, <clears throat> in relation to gardening. And basically, failed businesses are compost. Without failed businesses, you haven't got the compost to feed, you know, the new businesses. So when, when this metaphor was used in the, in the conference, there was a huge sigh of relief from all the entrepreneurs there going, oh, my God, it's, it's not only it's totally OK to fail because without failures, we've got no compost. So, um, 
yeah, we loved it. Oh, that's a great, that's a great message. Isn't it good? Yeah. It just, right. You know, a, it just, yeah, I loved it. It was just, it just really um, put it into perspective. So we've got to celebrate success and failure. Yeah, that's so great. There was a lady, Sarah Blakely, who founded a billion-dollar company. Her dad would just get her to ask what she'd failed at at the dinner table each night and just celebrate right. it. And, um, oh, that's uh, awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make a note of that. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's just like each day, what did you fail at rather than what did you uh, achieve? Yeah. So you just, yeah. Yeah, tell, yeah, tell it. Well, what happened today that was great? No, what, where did you fail today? Yeah. We had the biggest failure. Uh, well, um. Oh, that's Good a great point. message, and then and then so this uh, so what's what defines a social entrepreneur, um, a social business, or a social entrepreneur then, or a social enterprise? Social enterprise, yeah, sorry. Exactly. That's a great question, actually. I mean, Nutrient Rescue is a social enterprise, which means that it was started with a purpose beyond profit. So it was started in the case of Nutrient Rescue, it was started for the purpose of firstly helping Kiwis dial up ten plus servings of fruit and vegetables a day for optimum health, um, not the five plus that the government um, says we should have. That's the minimum, and 60% of New Zealanders aren't getting the minimum, mm. and 10, 10 plus is optimum. So that's the first social purpose. And the second one is to create a, a global market for plant nutrient powders growing in New Zealand um, so that we can, um, we've got something that dairy farmers can do that's going to make them more money doing nicer work um, and um, improving and saving, improving the planet and, and making our, our rivers not just swimmable, but why not drinkable? So, so basically, that's our purpose. We're in business to do that. Now, in order to do that, we've got to be successful and we've got to make money. But the more plant nutrient powders we sell, the more healthy people will be and the more um, dairy farmers can convert and make more money make doing our, uh, growing our plant powders. So that, that, is, that is the definition of a, that's one definition of a social enterprise. There are others and it's not, and it's not, and, and, and it's a new, very, yeah, and it's a very new field actually. Um, and interestingly, the World Social Enterprise uh, Conference is on in Christchurch at the end of this year. Um, oh, and wow. so, yeah, it would be a great thing for you to come to, Doug, and, and check it out because it's um, it's pretty special and it'll be amazing and it, it will bring a lot more attention to social enterprise um, as a result of having that conference here. Yeah, that's really that's really exciting. I'll definitely check that out and, and, and try and book it in. I'm sure many uh, listeners will want to have a look at that as well who are in that space yeah. or considering those ideas um yeah just yeah and just i mean look, look christchurch is just absolutely humming down here we had singularity university here um late last year and now we've got the world social enterprise forum or conference i should say here at the end of this year and the city with with the devastation that happened from the earthquake you know there's just some really amazing things going on in the city it's attracting some very special and lots of lots of social enterprise okay let's put it that way that's great. a real social enterprise community mm. that and so, that singularity university is is was it did peter thiel thiel found that i, I forgot mm, 
Um, no, I don't believe he's connected to uh, Singularity University. It's Ray Kurzweil. And, oh, Ray Kurzweil, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, hang on. Is it Peter? No, it's not Peter Thiel, I don't think. Like, you know what? Um, I shouldn't do that, shouldn't I? But what, what's the premise of, of that as well? Because um, I've heard great The Singularity about it. University is basically, it's essentially um, all about um, the exponential technologies that are coming to hopefully save the world. Um, essentially, the best way I think about it or describe it is this way. So, first of all, um, everything is moving to free and abundant. Okay, that's one of the principles of Singularity University, or everything's moving to free and abundant. And um, so, a great example of 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 a technology that's come along and, and moved things to free and abundant and completely disrupted an entire industry is the Kodak story. Mm. So essentially, you know, Kodak was the old school camera. You know, you've got to have an expensive camera. You've got to have buy film. You've got to um, take the photograph. You, then you take the film into the pharmacy. The pharmacy sends it to the lab. The lab puts chemicals on the film. Then they then they run it run the film through the enlarger onto paper, and then they put the paper in more chemicals, and then they send that back to the pharmacy, and you go in and get your photographs, and now you've got photographs which you show to a few people, um, and that's the old model. And then basically Kodak go from being the king of this old castle, um, and three years later they're, they're they're made bankrupt by the digital revolution that came along. And so, basically, photography has gone to free and abundant, thanks to digitization. Just one real, well, a few different aspects, because the internet has also made it. So, essentially, you've now got, everyone's got a camera, everyone's taking hundreds of photos, they're sharing with hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions of people, and it's all basically free. So, photography has gone to free and abundant. And essentially what Singularity University is, is saying is that um, there are a dozen different um, technologies that are all on this exponential growth curve. Um, and these technologies are all coming together at the same time. So we're talking about robotics. We're talking about uh, autonomous cars. We're talking about free, free solar power. Um, we're talking about... Um, Artificial intelligence. Um, gosh, I should remember all of these, but I, they've all just gone for the moment. I remember 3D printing being in there. 3D guess, printing, yeah, that's another one, exactly. There's, there's 12 or 13 of them, mm. and, um, and essentially they're all coming on stream at the same time. And this is going to basically mean that every industry is going to be significantly disrupted in the same way that the photography business was disrupted by digital cameras, everything's going to be disrupted. So just think of autonomous um, driverless, autonomous or driverless cars. Suddenly you don't need taxi drivers, you don't need courier drivers. Um, you, you, um, the, these cars don't have accidents. So um, car panel beaters, um, car insurance is going to be affected. Um, car parking, this, you know, if everybody's using autonomous cars and we're, we're calling them on, a, on an Uber, instead of an Uber turning up with a driver, a car turns up and takes you anywhere for anywhere in the city for $2, we just end up with uh, not needing anywhere near as many cars. Yeah, and, that's um, an exciting so, future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's some massive, massive change coming. And 
you know, the novelty and the, and the, the, the yeah, the novel novelty is, is growing exponential. And um, it would actually be, yeah, and, and the other thing that's important for anyone that sort of doesn't understand the exponential story, the exponential story is, is all around the idea that, um, you know, if, if you've got something that's doubling every year um, and it goes and it starts off really small, what happens is it takes 30 years to go from sort of zero or nothing to 1%. Um, and then it takes only seven years to go from 1% to 100%. So once you get to 1%, and I, I actually think that this is what's happening in the health food industry. You know, when, when Cookie Time was started in 1983, the health food market was actually taking off. And believe it or not, Cookie Time was considered a health food in, in its day because it was much healthier than a Moro bar or a Crunchy bar or a or a um, or a Pinky bar, and that was all there was: chocolate bars, lollies, confectionery bars, and Cookie Time comes along, and it's way healthier because it's got eggs, flour, it's homemade, it's got no preservatives or colours or flavours. Sorry, it's handmade. It's baked in a. It's baked, not just extruded out of a machine, um, and they were unwrapped in a cookie jar. And so the health food market, and then there was carob bars and muesli bars and all these things, and the, and the health food market was going, was, was like it was, oh, my God, the health food market's increasing 100% every year. Yes, it's going from 0.001% to 0.002% to 0.004% to 0.008%. You know, it takes 30 years to get to 1%. And then it goes 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64, everyone. Mm. So, you know, if we're at that 1% level, and I believe we are, I think the shift to healthier food is going to be quite dramatic over the next seven years. Um, and, and, and you know it yourself. I mean, everyone's talking about, um, about food, about diet, you know, and, and a lot of it is, um, is because we've got an epidemic of, of um, dietary-related diseases, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, um, obesity, dementia, and depression. And all of these are on exponential curves. Um, and we've just, we're just, and, and everybody's starting to, and everybody now knows someone or is connected to someone. I've got a mother, my mother's got stage seven Alzheimer's. And, um, and most of these dietary-related, these, these, these dietary-related diseases um, that we're that we're that we're suffering from now um, you know they're essentially caused by overeating macronutrients meat dairy wheat sugar and alcohol and undereating micronutrients and micronutrients are you know are the, are the little the, the hundreds of tiny compounds that come in fruit and vegetables essentially if you see color you're seeing a micronutrient and so, essentially, we're overdosing on macros, meat, dairy, wheat, sugar, or alcohol. We're underdosing on micronutrients from plant food. You know, as I mentioned before, basically, 60% of New Zealanders do not eat the minimum five serves of vegetables and fruit. That's three vegetables and two fruit that the government people, that the government's saying, the health department's saying, you know, is the minimum. And mm. so... We're basically, and because we're not giving the cells those micronutrients so that they can create their own energy, 
they end up, people end up having to use sugar, particularly, um, and other macronutrients um, for the energy. And so we need to feed our body, we need to flood our bodies with 10 plus servings of fruit and vegetables a day. And that's my, that's the, that's what I, that's, that's where I've got to. I mean, you know, the simplest thing to do is just don't focus on giving anything up. Just focus on getting 10 plus servings of fruit and vegetables every day. If you do that for six months, um, you will notice huge differences and you naturally won't eat, won't need to eat as much of the other things. Uh, that's a great, great message. Michael, yeah. what does your, and so, because I know um, you've got two products with the Nutrient Rescue, the green, I've always been looking for like a green powder and I've had spirulina and barley grass and, and then yep. I was always fascinated by trying the Athletic Greens product that Tim yep. Ferriss talks about. Cool. Um, yeah. And you've got this did you, did you ever try his product as a matter of interest? I couldn't get it and I didn't, I, I think. Oh, that's right, they don't sell it in New Zealand. Yeah, so this was like. They make it and marketed. It was, it's made and marketed. It's, well, they say it's made here and it's marketed overseas as being made in New Zealand, but they don't actually sell it here. That's weird, isn't it? Oh, it's bananas. But um, then I actually found your product in the in the hunt for, to find where I could get something similar in New Zealand. So yeah. it's. You've got the green and the red, and it's all organic greens, and actually tastes really good too with the manuka leaf. I think it is. Yeah, I know. Um, so, how did you well, come look, about yeah. the Sorry, the two the two products? Yeah. Well, look. I mean, basically, that the the green powder or the green basically green the green powders uh, wheat grass, barley grass, green pea, green pea, broccoli sprout, manuka leaf, and spearmint leaf. And the red powder is boysenberries and black currants, 80% boysenberries, 20% black currants. And um, the reason why the green powder tastes so good is, be, and it's relative, by the way, because a lot of people taste the green powder and gag, not a lot of people, some people gag at it. And um, But it is, it grows on you, not off you. But the point is that the, the instruction to the food technologist was we want the best tasting green powder on the market. <clears throat> and so the reason why there's no, there's no, there's no sea vegetables in there, um, like Corella, kale or spirulina, which are all very, very good nutrients, sources of nutrients, but they're not in there because they are very, very challenging. So just lost you. Um, just lost so, you there, Michael. Was yeah, that... basically, cleaned it. <clears throat> oh. Um, you're saying that you're okay, saying those, those vegetables were obviously the taste of them. Is that right? That the spirulina and the chlorella? yeah. Well, so basically, we set out we set out to create the most delicious um, green powder on the market. Yeah. And um, there's at least 50 companies around the world that are making green powders, and we had a good look at all of them. And 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 what we've come up with, we think, is really good because we didn't we've we've got no stevia, we've got no you know apple powder. We've got nothing it's just the ingredients the whole ingredients and um, by using peas um, manuka and spearmint um, we I think have achieved a pretty tasty product and taste is so key with food it's everything because otherwise yeah it is yeah no it's definitely very palatable I like because I'll often yeah. go for the worst tasting thing and just be like, this has got to be good for me. And I'll just straight, uh, yeah, just straight shots of wheatgrass, barley, whatever's going in the, and even yeah, these exactly. 
Ayurvedic herbs, but it's nice to have something that's a good blend in between. It is, isn't it? And, and you know, and, and, and the more you drink that green powder, people start off liking the taste of the red one better, and um, and end up liking the taste of the green one better. Yeah, and then there's amazing properties. I saw with research and um, the the black currants in particular, or any of those red fruits. Yeah. With anti-aging and stuff, so obviously, and all grown and made in New Zealand as well. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, look, look. In terms of the two products, the key thing is that. The green shot is all about leafy greens, and that is the number one thing that we're not eating enough of, mm. right? Most people are se severely underdoing the amount of leafy greens they're having, um, and so that's what the green pro the green one's all about. The red one, you know, it's eighty percent black currants, and, and basically black currants are the next manuka honey. Uh, I could talk for an hour on black currants and about how amazing this product is. And basically, what's amazing about it is <clears throat> is that the black currants, if you black currants grown in New Zealand, have higher levels of antioxidants than the same black currant cultivar grown outside of New Zealand, and that is because um, the Canterbury Plains, where they're growing all these black currants, is the is the ultimate growing has the ultimate growing conditions of any area of land in the world. And, um, and the reason for that is that, first of all, um, this, um, we've got lots of water on the Canterbury Plains. Secondly, um, the Southern Alps act as a great big mineral bank. So as the, as the snow and water melts and, and, and moves um, through the plains to the sea, it carries those nutrients or those vitamins from the, or those minerals, at least from the mountains. Um, we've then got um, very clear skies so that the light can get through. And um, and we've then got the, the daytime, nighttime temperature difference is absolutely perfect for uh, probably not all plants, but certainly for black currants. Um, and then the final piece of the puzzle is the hole in the ozone layer down here means that more UV light is, is comes through. And the plants produce antioxidants to protect themselves from the, from the harsh UV light. And that means that those antioxidants are then in the plants for us to eat here. And that's a, I think that's a great example of why it's important to eat local food. And they, they often talk about this with honey too. If you eat honey from bees that are, that are in your area, it actually has you know, additional medicinal benefits because the honey was collected from from plants in the local area so this whole idea of eating local and organic you know i think the more local it's either local or organic preferably both yeah. and that's basically nutrient rescues philosophy as well of course for us local i mean it's produced in new zealand so that's local for new zealanders and yeah. um and we're organic where possible um yeah because spray free is actually just as good as organic anyway, in many ways. I mean, you know, essentially the thing about organic is this. Organic is really all about what it hasn't got. It hasn't got sprays. And so the problem with sprays is that if you eat fruit and vegetables that's got sprays, got, that's got sprays on it, um, it's got the fruit and vegetables have got all the valuable micronutrients that, you, that your cells need. Um, good, tick. And... The sprayed fruit and vegetables also has 
these chemicals on it, which are basically anti-nutrients. And what that means is, is that your body is going to have to use its own, its micronutrients to get rid of these toxins. So, you know, so basically the less toxins you can put into your body in the first place, the, the, the more your, uh, the micronutrients you're eating will be able to be used for giving you energy and supporting life and other things rather than just removing the toxins. So that's, that's why, that, that's the organic story. Yeah, that's great. And what, what's your kind of uh, food routine or diet look like now then? Um, well, breakfast, it's very clean, very, very clean. I basically haven't, I, I've made some quite, some quite significant changes over the past couple of years. I basically spent, this is coming up to four years now, studying the future of food. And in the process of that, of that study, um, I've made quite a few changes to my own diet and, and consumption. So I, I basically um, went vegetarian two years ago. Um, I gave up alcohol uh, 18 months ago. Um, and then I went, then basically six months ago, I went most, I, I, I changed to mostly vegan. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely very clean. I eat organic and local where possible. And um, yeah, so that's um, that's my very clean diet. Great. And what anything? What's the favorite breakfast meal or or, um, or meal of the day? Yeah, my breakfast. Well, my morning. I'm really I'm really keen on having a like if I could have a morning routine, which I basically do. And this morning I actually did do my ideal morning routine. <clears throat> my ideal well minus one thing. My, my morning routine, my ideal morning routine, routine would be um, meditation, yoga. I do some exercise. I've got a stationary bike in, in, the, in the living room, and um, I get on that in the morning and do, um, and do 20 minutes, and I do 10 minutes of very, very hard on that, super high cardio sprints. And then, I'm into, then I have coffee. I always enjoy a coffee in the morning. I How do you have your coffee? Well, I've been through the whole bulletproof. I was doing bulletproof coffees for quite a while. I, I basically I put a little bit of coconut oil in the coffee in the yep. morning, um, and or a little bit of MCT oil if I've got some. So I do I do do that. Sometimes I just go for black coffee. Um, I mean, my my coffee went from flat whites to soy flat whites, and now I just go black. And I, I, I'm just saying, we went to ditch the milk. You don't need it. You don't even need the plant milk. It's better. It just takes about a week to get used to it. And um, and so I love. I'm loving coffee more than ever now. Fortunately, coffee's not on the bad list. <laughs> I keep. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, because well, so, I, I was intrigued because you got what seems like unbelievable energy. I don't know if you've had that, an enthusiasm. I don't know if you've had that all your life or whether the. Yeah. Um, or what the secret is to that. But I've had a similar relationship with coffee going off it and then actually really enjoying it again and um Yeah. And finding what works works for you, eh? Yeah, totally. Look, I, yeah, look, I, I, I there's no there is no question that I have got I've got more energy. I mean I've always been a bit of an energizer bunny, but I've got I've got so much energy now from this diet, it's just it's just off the charts. Or or, or should I say off the chains. <laughs> and it's just like basically I only sleep six hours every night and um, I do have a 20 minute nap in the afternoon 
And I, yeah, my energy levels have definitely improved significantly. And I'm eating way more than the 10 servings of fruit and vegetables too. Yeah. Um, That's great. Do you have a smoothie or porridge or what's the normal? Well, my, my very, I, I always, the first thing I have when I get out of bed in the morning is, is, a, is a teaspoon of red and a teaspoon of green mixed together in the shaker. Yeah. And I do that because as I mentioned before, those black, that, that, the black currants are going to be the next manuka honey. And there's also the benefits of the anthocyanins and black currants is unbelievable for exercise. It basically makes your blood less sticky, mm. um, which means your blood flows faster around your body and carries more oxygen to the cells. So uh, I always start the day with a green shot, red shot combination. Um, if I wasn't in, if I, if I had a bit more time, I'd just have the green shot and I'd have the red shot later. But I actually enjoy having the two of them together and then getting on the bike and doing some exercise. Mm. And um, so that's that's how I start my my day. And then for breakfast, I'm basically got this. I've got this thing going. I got taught this um, breakfast idea by a by a tech woofer that, that lived and worked in my home for me with me for three months last year. And basically I get a bowl and into the bowl I put a whole lot of um, sprouted dehydrated seeds and nuts from a company called Right Sprouts, I think they're called. Um, amazing product. And I put, in addition to that, I put some chia seeds and some flax seeds in a coffee grinder and mix and, and grind those and freshly and put those in with the, with the, um, other right sprout mixture. Then I throw some organic rolled oats into that, uh, and then I just pour boiling hot water onto all of that and let it sit and soak for a while. And then, to, then I sprinkle on the top of that dish now a teaspoon of raw cacao powder and anything else that I've got in the um, anything else that's in the in the cupboard that I like the look of just you know <laughs> anything just a little pile a little pile of this and a little pile of that and a little pile of that could just be some coconut um, could be some you know some other muesli that I've got there um, and then I cut up probably two or three two or three pieces of fruit and cut that up onto the top of it then I get a teaspoon of that red powder and I put it into one of the nutrient rescue shot shakers and I mix and I and I shake a teaspoon of red powder with some almond milk and that's what I use to put on the on the top of it oh, and then a bit of coconut yogurt on top of on on, on, on the as well oh well so, uh, I mean uh, that's a that's a monster breakfast isn't it <laughs> I want to I'm really intrigued to find I mean, out what you have for every meal, but I'm not sure if we'll have time since you've got. Exactly. Uh, I got to let you go in ten minutes, but we can do that. You might what need... I have, what I have for breakfast, I mean, compared to wheat bix and milk, it's um, it's quite a far cry from wheat bix and milk, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's exciting though. It's I'm intrigued to kind of up my ante as to what's possible with everything, you know. Everything oh my god! Listen, I breakfast. keep bumping. I've got two people staying. At Nutrient Rescue at the moment, or the house, not, they're not actually staying, they're parked their camper van outside and they're, they're using the kitchen at night and, the, the, and stuff. And um, I mean, God, they, they, my, I've learned so much about diet from them. Look, this is basically, you're just going to keep on learning about it. Mm. It doesn't stop. So they are so clean. I thought I was clean until I met them. My diet. <laughs> and what about, um, I know we've got a few minutes left before you have to take off, and um, yeah. I'm sure we can get to around too soon. To, is there any yeah. kind of um, big influences in your life? Has it been books, movies, people, um, mentors? Like what's, 
yeah. what do you kind of put down a lot of your learnings and, and success too is there? Look, I've been on a personal development journey since I was 14. So I've been basically studying on this, in this, in this, in this, and in, in, in doing this, yeah, as I say, since I was 14, when my mother took us all on to learn transcendental meditation. And, um, and she oh, so that's your medita- I was going to ask, that's your meditation practice still, is it? No, I, I'm actually not. I'm, do- I'm actually doing a great meditation called the six phase meditation. Just Google it, you can get it yeah. free online. Um, that's the one that I'm doing at the moment, and I love it. So oh, I've done all sorts of different meditations over the years. I'm not, I'm not a, you know, yeah. So that, that's my meditation practice at the moment. I've been doing that for six or eight months now. In fact, it got me back into meditation. I wasn't meditating, for, and I just couldn't get the motivation to get back into yeah. it. But that, that gave it to me, which has been fantastic. So I've been meditating for 20 minutes every day now for probably about a year. Oh, and wow. That, my God, it really does make a difference. Yeah. And can you um, carry on? Can you? I'll just use the bathroom for a second. But can you carry? You can might as well carry on talking about that, and I'll have a re-listen when I get back. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll be one minute. But if you want to keep elaborating on the meditation and that, that'd be um, that could be cool. God, I don't think I can bloody do that while like, while I've got no one on the ears. Oh, okay. Well, well, give me one minute. One minute, thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah, go on. Then. Go go to the toilet. I'll wait for you. Oh, splash and dash, I can edit that part out. So that's, um, of course, <laughs> <laughs> I have the power to do that. So 14 and you do the six phase. Oh, oh 14 yes, got into meditation, now you're doing the six phase stuff. Yeah. Well, look, look so, so I think the question was what mentors and things. And I, was, I was really just saying it's been, a, it's been continuous since mum took us in transcendental meditation at 14 and put the gestalt prayer on the wall of our, on the kitchen, on the wall of our kitchen and the gestalt prayer goes, I'm not in this world, uh, I am I and you are you. I'm not in this world to live up to your expectations and you are not in this world to live up to mine. I do my thing and you do your thing. And if by chance our paths should cross, it's beautiful. If not, it can't be helped. And um, when she put that up on the wall, I found myself thinking, what a load, not thinking, thinking and saying, what a load of rubbish, mum. And then a couple of weeks later, I'm thinking, you know what, there's a little bit of truth in that. And then a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks later, I'm I'm actually saying to someone who's judging someone else, um, to me, I'm saying, "Hey, you do your thing, and they do theirs." You know, <laughs> right? You know, and I'm going, "Oh my God, that got in, didn't it? Four weeks for that little lesson to be learned." And that was, and and I was, my mum was just, she was, she was into all this stuff, um, back back then in in nineteen. You know, well, when I was fourteen, and um, and so yeah, I grew up with you know, be here now, Ram Das, and the whole Earth catalogue, and your erroneous zones. These are all way before your time, Doug. Oh and, wow, uh, I've read Be Here Now recently. It's a great book. 
Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so so, and then I basically Wayne Dyer. I mean, yeah, I've just been I've just been doing this and doing lots of courses over the years. Um, yeah, including when I was twenty four, I, I um, took two years off cookie time while my brother Guy ran the business, and um, I went to the, to America for two years or eighteen months. It was I ended up coming back six months early, but I went to um, America and England for a couple of years and basically on a spiritual sabbatical studying everything and anything to do with personal development. And um, so I tried, I, I shopped the entire spiritual supermarket full time for 18 months. And, um, and then, and, and, and so, yeah, so that's been, that's been my past. Right now, I'm being, I'm really intrigued with Terence McKenna and, and all of his stuff. So he's been my sort of, my go-to um, my go-to guy for um, expanding my consciousness um, over the last couple of years now. Right. And and that's led me to um, one of the questions that you sent me was, was what scares you? And, 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 and the thing that scares me the most is doing ayahuasca in Peru, which, <laughs> which is on my, which is on my, my list of, along with going to India for a month. Those are the two things I most want to do. Oh, I was um, going to ask you what your bucket list was, and what, what anything in particular in India? Well, no, I mean basically, I was supposed to go to India, and in, in, um, when I was twenty six, on my way back from this um, two years of spiritual sabbatical, and I never got there for a couple of reasons, and I still haven't got there. So I can't believe that I'm now fifty five. I've been to fifty five countries, and I haven't been to India. It's just mental. <laughs> and I haven't read the Bible either. I mean, pretty much. I haven't been to India and I haven't read the Bible and I've done, you know, and I've read every, I will not read every, but I've studied. Oh, I lost you. Maybe, I, maybe I'm going to pick, pick the Bible and go to India and read the Bible. Maybe that would be uh, it <laughs> for me. Oh, well. Oh. Um, and so you said you studied every... I think I missed a little bit there, but we've got the Bible and the the piece in India. That's great. And what what yeah. um, were there any books or or movies? Like, do you gift any particular book to people? Um, yeah, oh, I had. I do. I, yes, I used to buy. Oh, I used to always buy ten copies of every book and then give nine of them away. Um, but the one, the book that I probably gave away the most was a book that I've, a book that I've also read the most, which is a book called um, As a Man Thinketh. Mm. by James Allen and it's a very very old book and it's a tiny little book but that's the book that I've read more than any other book I think I've read it at least 50 times and given more copies of that book away than any other oh so, great that's on my reading list I think it might have just gone to the top of it now <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's I like I probably read I, yeah okay we'll be interested let me know what you think of it cool um and any any particular movies? You said you enjoyed the Cowspiracy one, or was there anything yeah. that's kind of really like shaped your businesses and life now? Definitely. I mean, essentially, I've been I've been uploading all of the plant all of those plant based movies that have been that have been doing the rounds. <clears throat> Cowspiracy was was definitely connected with me, and boy, it has it's been responsible for flicking switches for a lot of people, mm. um, and. Um, so, and I was actually, there's actually, I was, I was watching something the other day, there's five new movies about to come out um, all around, um, you know, animal agriculture and, 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 um, 
and the other issues that are going on on Earth at the moment. And um, so we can expect to see a continuous, more, more and more of these amazing films. Mm. Have you got a favourite one? A favourite, or it could be a docker, it could be a regular movie. Um, always a favourite movie? Film. Well, I mean, I, I, I probably have to say The Matrix. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm always, I'm always referring and thinking and comparing things and saying, oh, that's. So I would have to say the Matrix has had a big impact on me. Yeah, and and um, and if you went, I know you got a, a family now. Turn your son. How old was your son? Was he early? How well, I've got basically, I've got three three children yep. to my first wife, and I've got two stepchildren. So. My three children are 13, 18, just left school, and 20. And the stepchildren are 17 and 15. What would you say to yourself at that age now? Or what do you tell them? Or, you know, if you went back into your early 20s or when you were first starting cookie time, or would, is there any one piece of advice you'd, you'd like to pass on? Well... I don't know the only thing that's coming to mind is eat a plant-based diet. I mean, my my 18-year-old is, is is like the complete opposite of me of in, in this area. Um, <laughs> you know, it reminds me of a really a really good um, story. It's it's the story of um, two twin brothers. One of them's an alcoholic, and the other one's a teetotaler. And they were asked a question to which they both gave the same answer. And the question was, "How did you become like you are?" And the answer that they both gave to the question was, with a father for an alcoholic, what else could I be? Oh, that's great. Isn't it? So it's kind of like with a father for with a with a with a father on a mission to help everyone dial up a plant based diet, um, I've got to either have a son that's completely on that side, <laughs> right? Or completely the other. So he's completely the other. <laughs> which is, um, which is um, very interesting, but yeah. I have to say he's not. You know, no, he's actually he's actually coming around to all this, and he he doesn't he doesn't drink sugary drinks anymore. So it's getting in, and he mm. doesn't drink alcohol, so well, very little. So he's he's definitely um, he's getting the messages, and um, but he's still eating pizza and and meat. But it's going down. I think he's slowly shifting. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me, either a warning or an example uh, I liked as well. Um, yeah. Oh, that's great. And if you were Prime Minister for a, for a day, uh, what's one thing in the country you'd like to change? Maybe it's on the same message, but um, if um, you could kind of make anything happen overnight, is there one yeah, thing? Yeah, I've, I've got a couple of things I'd probably do. I'd tax sugar and I'd use the money to make plant food free for everyone. And um, and I and I'd, and I'd, and I'd, and I'd, and I'd make sure that everyone in this country eats ten servings of fruit and vegetables a day. You know, rather than giving a living wage, or let's just make food free, plant food. <laughs> That's a great mission. I it's not rocket it. science, yeah. is it? You know, let's just ears free, waters free. Let's just make food free. So that means you know, if you can't you can't um, work, you can eat. So you've just taken away that whole and and not just eat, but eat quality food that's going to make you think clearer and um and so on so that's what i'd do and um and and it wouldn't take long for us to become the healthiest country on the on the planet yeah yeah that's and, great um 
And I'd also probably, and I'd also definitely legalise medicinal cannabis, marijuana at least, and I'd promote meditation as an amazing free de-stressor. Mm. That's quite interesting, isn't it? And that, yeah, they're all pretty much free things as well. Yeah. If, well, if you get the food free, meditate, drink water, have, uh, and, and you've got some other exciting projects. Uh, I was thinking about community living and different things. And you've got some other exciting projects on the go too. Is there, what kind of gets you really excited at the moment? Is it changing the, the country to plant-based? Is it some other business ideas too? Yeah, uh, it is other business ideas too. It's, um, personally, I'm, 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 I'm shifting into the, I, I want to become a minimalist. Mm. You know, I think the, 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 the less things you have, the less attachments you have, the freer you'll be. I was inspired by a story someone told me that a guy had sold absolutely everything except what he could fit in a carry-on bag. And he just stayed in Airbnbs with friends, right? And had, and that was all he had. And I, I, was, I just went, God, that feel. That, I, just like, I just did a big deep breath and went, oh, my God, that would be bliss. So I'm moving towards that. I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to build myself one of these tiny houses. Oh, yep, yep. But, but I'm going to build an autonomous tiny house. And what that means is, is that, you know, the solar, the roof is a solar, uh, is a solar roof from Elon Musk. Um, so it's not solar panels on a roof. It's the roof is the solar, are solar panels. And then a little mini wind turbine charging a power wall battery um, and then collect the rainwater off the roof, have a compostable toilet, and then look at parking um, eight of these things on a piece of land in, in a city in a city area um, and building a shared space, probably building everything built being built out of hemp and hempcrete, um, and, and basically create a shared space. And, and the shared space would be, you know, would have a kitchen and a, and a dining room and, a, and, and the ability for people to have meetings and shared meals and uh, meditation, yoga, um, dance, whatever, um, whatever you want with it. And, and, and really key is on the top of that shared building, a, um, a glass house. But the glass house would be made, would have walls made of this new material from a company in Israel um, called Hydro House, H-Y-D-R-O-H-A-U-S. And these, and this is a, this is a glass house, but Instead of glass, the, 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 the uh, walls are an envelope, and into this envelope you can pump um, foam. And essentially, from what I understand, I haven't done that much research on it yet, but the bottom line is that we're talking about being able to grow food. Oh, sorry. So, so into, this, into the walls of the glass house or of the hydro house, you can pump foam. And what that means is that at night you can fill the walls up with foam, which keeps the heat in. And then during the day, when the when the sun is at the absolute brightest, plants don't like super bright sun. It's too harsh for them. And so you can pump some foam into the envelope to diffuse the light. So you're optimizing the light. You're optimizing the heat loss. And then the plants in the hydro house grow hydroponically, and you control the the humidity of the air, uh, the temperature of the air, and and also of the of the um, Growing food 800% more faster or more efficiently um, than, than, than normal. 
so um so the idea is that the shared space um roof is growing enough food for all of the people there so we're essentially an autonomous community um and if and we could live off the food that we're producing on our own land and all of the compostable toilets go into a methane generator which means that we basically um generate methane which we can um use to power something on the property as well so that's just a sort of a bit of a smack so it's just got me super excited and the other project that i'm working on is called the crowd food network and this is kind of uber meets airbnb for food um and it's a it's it's got a lot of potential too and um it's the idea of 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 making food available on an app and uh from the app you can order the food the food is made in underutilized kitchens in the suburbs so um just as airbnb made use of um underutilized bedrooms there are all these kitchens out in the suburbs that are not being used um except for three hours a day so let's have those places making food and then let's take that food and 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 share it to the people that live nearby so mrs brown will make um eight amazing casseroles for dinner tonight instead of the four for her family she'll make an extra four and she'll put them up for sale on the app and you'll be driving home from work going what am i going to have for for dinner tonight and um <clears throat> you can order mrs brown's casserole you see mrs brown's casseroles are available and um and you and they're the highest rating food on the app so you buy them two of them now you can either choose to pop in to see mrs brown to pick them up yourself um or you can have johnny on his e-bike deliver them to you um and that's a, that's johnny's the the milk boy of the future and he's like an uber driver today he's got an he's got a phone and he gets he he accepts the order of picking up that food from mrs brown and bringing it to you um and you rate johnny when he delivers the food and the food is all delivered in reusable containers so we remove um waste completely remove waste from the from the system um and then the other component of the of the of the network is Mr McGregor who's going to grow the food in backyards and so the food's grown in backyards and you can either buy it directly for yourself um or Mrs Brown can buy it to put it into her food that she's making and Mrs Brown would make meal snacks and drinks and essentially supply them to people that live about within sort of a 5 km radius of where she lives and maybe Johnny would deliver those pick those up and deliver them for a couple of dollars. Oh these so, are super exciting ideas I think of yeah between yeah. the singularity ideas and the food ideas it's um like some of those technologies cross paths what what's possible when you start to think like that. Yeah, well I mean exactly and if you think about the singularity university principle of everything's going to free and abundant, well food's everything. So food's going to free and abundant. And look at my food bag. Mm. You know, my food bag has made food has made food cheaper and more abundant, well not made more abundant, but it's certainly, you know, cut a, I mean because my food bag basically take the food from the growers and deliver it directly to you mm. rather than it going through, you know, a couple of hands. So I think everything is moving everything is moving to free and abundant. You can see it if you start looking around and food's part of everything and and the crowd food network idea is an idea that will potentially dramatically lower the cost of food. Mm. Good food, food without preservatives, flavorings, colorings, packaging. 
So that's super exciting. So 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 that so what I'm so in a nutshell, what I'm focusing on now is um is nutrient rescue, plant nutrient powders to the world, getting giving farmers something that they can do that's better, faster, cheaper for for them and the land. Um, helping Kiwis diet up a plant-based diet, 10 plus servings of fruit and vegetables, um, the crowd food network, um, and and um, and the um, our neighbour good, which is the name of the of the idea of many uh, of of a number of, of of a number of mini mobile autonomous homes on a piece of land. Um, Growing all their own food and becoming a minimalist myself, and I want to actually, I want to actually do my, my create, build my own autonomous mini house, put it on a piece of land, and actually create this community. Start it. Oh, I'll be there. I'll sign up for that. <laughs> That's exactly I what I, I want just, to do, Michael. I get, and everyone I talk to, see, I mean, this is not my idea. <laughs> Ten days ago, a guy walked into my life. And I'm meeting all these amazing 10 to 20 to 30 year olds, and, and you're another one of them, even though you're 31. Um, <laughs> and, and, and they just walk into my life with all these phenomenal ideas. And he told me this idea, and I just went, I'm up. That is just me. Yes. So I've jumped on his, I've jumped on board this with him. And I tell you, Doug, everyone I share that idea with, um, admittedly, I'm not dealing with everyone but all the people that i'm connected with just love the idea so i'm just so excited and passionate about about what i'm doing at the moment i'm 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 loving life more than ever because i'm on purpose i'm not what i'm doing i'm not it's not about making money i don't have to do this um and so because i'm i've found something that i would that i'm that that i'm passionate about and um and it's not connected to making money connected to making a difference i've just that again i think that's critical to dial up your energy to have to be on purpose so mm. yeah, that sums it up so awesome uh, that might be a great place to end it yeah i think so too so it's been a it's been a pleasure connecting with you and um thank you for the wonderful work you're doing you know this is a team effort we're all basically here to help and um and the more, the merrier. Fantastic. Um, yeah, can't wait to share it and, and, and check out. And people can find you, Nutrient Rescue. Nutrientrescue.nz. Yeah, yep. .nz. And, um, and any, any other links you want them to check out or, or, or look at? No, the website, actually, the website, there's a completely new design, new website going up tonight, coincidentally. So as of tomorrow morning, um, nutrientrescue.nz will have a, um, a a whole new look and feel, and um, and so it's all there. Everything I, I think we've done a reasonable job with the website, um, and hopefully that link to that video with my coffin on it is going to be somewhere that that people can watch. <laughs> Fantastic! So, yeah. I look forward to spreading the message and. Um... It, yeah, thanks for doing the work that you're doing, Michael. It's uh, it's so inspiring for myself and 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 the country and everyone who's listening. I'm sure. Yeah, oh, awesome. I oh, will look. Thanks for having me on, and um, I hope to, I hope we can have another chat in the future, and definitely look forward to catching up either in Christchurch or Auckland. Sounds great. All right, I'll have to do some uh, yoga, and um, I'm sure you've got plenty on your plate too. So, 
I'm going down for a sauna. I've got a sauna on at the moment. It's very cold here in Christchurch today. We've got a having a bit of a cold snap, and um, so I've got the sauna on. I'm going to go down and do some yoga in the sauna myself. So, oh, good I'll on think you. Think of you as I'm doing it. As I'm doing a downward dog. <laughs> All right, beautiful. <laughs> See you, Doug. Cheers, Mike. Catch ya. Bye. When you trust without fear. Oh la la, speaking of a hot stretch, hopefully that stretched your mind as to what is possible with uh, what a conversation. I was hanging on every word of uh, Michael's. Oh, it's so good. Hopefully you dug it too. Check out Nutrient Rescue. Uh, try some out. Hopefully I'll have a good little uh, promotion or something coming soon with that. So stay tuned and um, and hopefully it really sparks some ideas as to how we can really change the country and then be an example for the world and maybe go on to do things around the world as well. But I think starting at home is such a great opportunity here to convert dairy farms, to, to turn people into more of a plant-based diet, to take a stand because someone's got to. Um, and you know, there's no reason why we can't be those leaders and it's a, it's a collective effort. So if it's really sparked a kind of something deep down inside of you give it a crack if you're unsure where to start you can give me a call i'm happy to help out and point you in some some directions i'm really trying to tap into this world myself and think of ways to create these eco communities these sustainable farms to start thinking about what's uh happening and possible in the future and um hopefully you're doing the same so think less experience more hope you dug it check out all the wonderful stuff in the show notes which i'll try and get up as soon as possible i'm actually off to teach a another hot yoga class myself um maybe you want to join me at studio red <laughs> for your daily dose and um yeah i think that's it we'll uh, have franco hecky play us out again thing less experience more and uh let's make new zealand the healthiest happiest most plant-based sustainable country in the world Trust without fear.